0: Hey, Niles. Maris found a gray hair. <laughs> Definitely get Niles a brandy. It was right at the apex of her widow's peak. Better bring the bottle. She blames me, Dad. She said it's from the stress I caused her last night when I thoughtlessly turned on the light while she was getting undressed. And I'll give you a moment to let that set in. Uh, This obviously is sexual issues. The problem that Maris, this is on Frasier, the problem that Maris has is not with Niles. Of course, it may be. We all know Niles. Uh, But if you're embarrassed, if you're married to someone and you don't want them to see your body because you're embarrassed of it, that's that's fundamentally an issue with yourself. And that's something you want to take a much closer look at because you don't want to go through life Embarrassed with your birthday suit? Everyone's got one. There's nothing wrong with it. It's, in fact, it's fabulous. It's wonderful. Some of the greatest statues are of nudes. So you want, you know, if you're in the position of Maris, you want to make friends with your body. If you do not like your body, legitimately, if there's something wrong with it, like you're morbidly obese, then if it's within your power to change, go ahead and do it. Even if. Sometimes it requires surgery. You don't like your nose or something. That's perfectly legitimate to do too. And also in many cases, it is a relationship problem. You no longer love your partner and they're looking at you nude and getting aroused and it's a real turnoff. So if that's the case, you need a divorce or therapy. And I think they get divorced. However, I'm still on season What is it? I don't know. So don't tell me. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and you're listening to The Rational Basis of Happiness. This show is for you. Your happiness matters. I'm a clinical psychologist, so you can pick up the phone right now and give me a call at toll-free 1-877-DR-KENNER. That's toll-free 1-877-DR-KENNER. And we've got a lot in the show, a lot going on today. Of course, your calls take priority. I'll be talking about a woman who doesn't like the size of her breasts. They're very big and she doesn't like the jiggle factor at the gym. I'll be talking about a granddaughter who bites off the hands of of all of her dolls. Why does she do that? And also think about what it's like to serve in Iraq. We've got a neighbor who's going over to Iraq again. What's it like to be called over to get that phone call? And how do you cope with the waiting period before you leave? It may be a couple of months. It may be a year. And what does it do to your family? And when you return home, what can you do to make the transition back to what they call normal life, but we'll put that normal in quotes, better? Later in the show, I'll be talking with Jay White, who is currently a readjustment counselor. And he'll be talking about his personal experiences in the Iraq War. Again, I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, toll-free, 877 That's toll-free, 1-877-DR-K-E-N-N-E-R okay here's the story about the little girl who bites off dolls hands see what you think hi dr kenner my seven-year-old granddaughter amy bites the hands off every doll she gets several years ago i mentioned to my daughter-in-law Laurie, who's a teacher for children with behavior problems that i found this behavior a little odd <laughs> notices a grandmother what you do a little odd it is very odd Uh, My my daughter-in-law said that that Amy will grow out of it. Here we are years later, and she still does it. Needless to say, Amy even breaks the hands off porcelain dolls. I find this somewhat disconcerting. Now, the somewhat and the a little, I don't think are and accurate. What, if anything, would you recommend? Respectfully yours, Nancy. Nancy, it is very disconcerting. You give a child a doll and you expect them to dress them. You expect maybe little boys will pick up the skirts of the Barbie dolls and take a peek. You know, you expect there's a normal range of behavior for kids in playing with dolls. Biting off the hands is way out there. It's not normal. But it may not represent something horrific There's a range of possibilities here. So first, I want to divide this into two segments. One will be your relationship with your daughter-in-law, Laurie, because it sounds like you tiptoe around her. It's a little odd, and I find it somewhat disconcerting. If Laurie said, I'm not going to worry about it, it will go away. You know, she's worked in this field. It is possible that just by not making a big issue of it, it will go away. And she may have seen a lot worse, and to, this, to her, this is minimal. Um, but it pro- will cause problems. Imagine bringing seven-year-old Amy to a play group at another child's home. Now, I'm imagining I'm the mother, the daughter-in-law now, Laurie. And, and I could come to pick Amy up, and I hear that she bit off the hands of her playmate's two favorite dolls and the mother's holding them in the hands. Or Amy goes to a friend's birthday party, and the child's mother is crying. has the kid crying in her hand and three plastic doll hands in the other, and she tells you that Amy is never allowed in another party. So this is going to cause Amy problems, unless she only bites off her own doll's hands, in which case, why can she differentiate? So Lori may be very embarrassed, especially since she's a child behavior expert. She's an expert on behavioral problems and she may not be getting help just because she's mortified. She's embarrassed and that's wrong. She needs to get the help. Uh, or she may not want to share it with you. She may be getting help. She may be very upset with it, but she may see, she either may emulate you or look up to you and not want you to know that there's anything negative going on. Or she she may see you as a critical judge or a nag or someone meddlesome, and she just doesn't want to compound this problem anymore by getting you involved. Now, it doesn't sound like you've been involved if you've hung back for a few years. So um, I think that it's, you need to figure out what your relationship with Amy is and with your son. Maybe you have a better bridge to your son. Maybe it's easier to talk with him. And then bring up the topic again. Don't stifle it and don't say a little or somewhat. You just be direct. Say, I was with her and she bit the hand off the Barbie doll that I had. And I found, I'm, you know, I recoiled. I'm very upset. And she says, I know we're all hoping that Amy, we were all hoping that Amy would outgrow this habit of biting off dolls' hands hasn't happened. Um, You may both be thinking as as I am that it's time to get some consultation to her to help her break the habit. If I can be of any help let me know. So what you're doing there is as a grandparent you're coming in and you're saying I'm not going to pretend that nothing's happened. There's an elephant in the middle of the room. That's the phrase, a huge problem in the middle of the room that no one's paying attention to, and I don't want to see it go on another seven years. So that's one thing. The other is, what do you do with Amy's behavior? What would explain it? Um, You can ask yourself these series of questions. Does she have other odd behaviors, or is this just an idiosyncratic one? Is she a good kid overall, or is she an angry kid? Does she ever bite off the feet, or is it only hands? When she does the biting, is it an expression of anger? Does she do it with a sly, cunning look to see who's looking at her to try to get some secondary gain, some attention? Or is it more like she's teething, you know, like kids teeth and she's absent-mindedly chewing on something, but why always the hands of her dolls? Um, maybe it's become a power struggle. Maybe at home with mom and dad, they say, don't bite the hands. And of course, kids are going to do just what you say don't do in a way of saying back to their parents, don't tell me what to do, don't control my mind. Uh, it could be that she got very very embarrassed by this by mom or dad or somebody else early on, and then she just made it a habit. I've had clients who've had an obsession like this that started with a parent screaming at them very irrationally over something that should have just been handled more delicately. It could be that this trauma in her past. Maybe she watched the news when they were showing the videos and she saw someone's hand cut off, and that image is still with her and she needs to process it. Or maybe she saw a Vietnam vet without his hands, a war vet. So you need to draw her out to find out what's going on, why she's doing this. Is it a sign of abuse? Did someone threaten to cut off her hands? Maybe a babysitter. I had a babysitter that used to stand on my hands in the garden, and I was afraid to tell anyone. Um, So draw her out. Do some fact-finding. When we come back, I have a few more comments on this. Also, we'll be talking to uh, a, a person who's been to the Iraq War and fought in it later on in the show. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke, who's world famous for his theories in goal setting. Another emotion that is important to understand and to detect both in yourself and any potential romantic partner is envy. Envy involves resentment of and or the desire for objects or qualities possessed by another. Jealousy is similar in meaning. In the best sense of these terms, they refer simply to wishing that one had what another has. In the worst sense, they refer to wanting the destruction of another person's values, including virtues of character. Virtues and values which one lacks. If I can't have X, then nobody should have it. You can download Chapter One for free by going to drkenner.com. And you can buy The Selfish Path to Romance at Amazon.com.